another episode of seo is dead and other lies ryan how are you doing on this great day i'm good i'm uh three days into vegas a city some adore some despise i'm smack in the middle of both well that's already one day too many to be in vegas uh, i I know i'm on it i'm typically a two-day limit and i'm probably gonna be here the longest i've ever been in my life i'm leaving on friday oh no Well, this might be the last episode of SEO's Dead and Other Lies. Uh, we've had a good run. <laughs> no, I'm not like in a downward spiral. I'm kind of just at, at this plateau where I'm not thrilled, but I'm not dying. It's just really hanging out in that middle. Well, you know, That's hang good. in there. I believe in you. Um, maybe win some money, too, while you're at it. I'm even. Uh, I'm even. I told you all the way, man. Even monetarily, like like my psyche is even. <laughs> I'm just spiritually. I'm just, very balanced right now. <laughs> so we have a great episode today. Um, if anyone listening has been interested in, in ranking things in YouTube, how you go about the whole process, uh, everything that you do uh, to, to put into that, we're going to cover those topics. And we have a wonderful guest on who's pretty good at ranking things in YouTube. Uh, his name is Dennis Camilla. Am I saying your last name right, Dennis? It's Camilo. C-A-M-I-L-O. Camilla? <laughs> everyone, gets it, everyone gets it wrong. <laughs> I've, I've known Dennis for... Over a year, oh well, yeah, about a year and a half, right? Yeah. Um, and we actually used to work together, um, so I do know he's he's really legit on how he goes about uh, picking keywords, making videos, what what needs to be in the content, and ranking them really well. So you know, we have a this is going to be a great episode with a lot of really good tips that you can take away from it today. Yeah, and I I think this is uh, going to be interesting for most listeners because I don't think that we've really dabbled with any YouTube optimization SEO video really at all. Yeah, I think even, even after like 47 episodes. Wow. I don't know how so, you made it this long without talking yeah, about you. We were waiting for you, man. <laughs> waiting. I've been actually, oh. I've been trying to get Dennis on this podcast for about seven months. <laughs> you're, you're waiting, <laughs> waiting to see until we're legit. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, they almost have 5,000 downloads. It's about time. Yeah. About he time. saw when we had a couple of guests on that were big time that he was like, now I want to be on it. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I'll jump into just a little bit of a, a background uh, just for the listeners so they know why and uh, how I kind of got into YouTube stuff. So I did a lot of off offline things for a couple of years, a long time ago. And then uh, I realized it had to be a better way to go about stuff. And so I'm the type of person that I like to find ways of making things a little bit more efficient, more fun, a little bit more technical and that sort of thing. And so long story short, I jumped on YouTube years ago and started dabbling. This is probably like, probably like seven years ago. YouTube is a like most platforms. It's a, it's 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 a traffic source, and every traffic source has its own learning curves, its own algorithms uh, that traffic platform is looking for in order to bump your videos, your content uh, up, and that sort of thing. And so YouTube is uh, just another one of those platforms, uh, obviously owned by Google, and YouTube is very much uh, run by algorithms. Um, Google is specifically looking for. The best quality content, obviously, they want relevant content out there to match their user's intent. That's always going to be the case, even in search engines, right? But there's, there's, an, there's another level to that. So all Google cares about and YouTube cares about is monetizing on ads. That's it. Things or aspects or uh, features that uh, YouTube is looking for specifically for 
for a channel's videos in order to promote them. And that might be, you know, dwell time, how long people spend watching your videos. That's probably the one of the biggest ranking factors. Why? Again, it goes back to the premise and the whole purpose of the platform. As the longer the video, the, the more engagement, the longer people spend on a video, the more ads YouTube can show on that particular video. So once you understand that, you can kind of reverse engineer what YouTube is looking for and give it to them. Some things are more uh, easy, easily uh, manipulated and other a bit more difficult, but um, that's the premise. And in terms of YouTube, it's obviously important to do your keyword research and get a, a baseline idea of how difficult something's gonna be to rank. Um, and the, the variable, the interesting variable that needs to always kind of be considered when you're trying to look for keywords to rank is uh, the channel and the authority the channel has. That's something that's more difficult to kind of quantify, especially by using tools. But if you have a brand new channel, it's important to understand that it's gonna be more difficult for you to rank anything, no matter what the, what the competition level is for that keyword because you're a brand new channel, you don't have that engagement, you haven't been around long enough, YouTube hasn't um, really trusted you yet. You're explaining, I think, a lot of reasons why uh, our podcast YouTube channel does so poorly. <laughs> why is that? <laughs> yeah, because uh, and if, you, if you're listening to us and you came from our, our YouTube channel for a podcast, uh, we, uh, we pretty much don't put any effort into, the, into it at all. Uh, we don't think about how uh, YouTube was it, uh, does anything with it. You know, it's just kind of a feature uh, that automatically gets posted <laughs> anytime you record anything and publish it. Um, you know, so I think uh, that, that's a good example of like... Uh, how we've done nothing and that's why we haven't gotten any results uh, for <laughs> I, that. I actually haven't checked like any of the views on the YouTube videos. So I, I just know it's just one of those things we want to repurpose content. We want to have the breadth of the content go to every channel that's possible. And uh, yeah, YouTube is also in the crosshairs in that situation. So. so you talked a little bit about like the length of time for a video. Do you have a, like an average that you would suggest um, or is it all just kind of based on what topic you're talking about? Uh, in, in, in any case, a longer video is always better, regardless of, in my experience, a longer video is always better, regardless of uh, the keyword or niche or anything like that. Um, one of the things to look at when you're doing competitor kind of analysis and that sort of thing is to obviously kind of pick, your, pick the keywords you're looking to see if you can rank and you're looking to target. And then when you're doing that competitor analysis, you can see what videos are ranking for those keywords. And then you can look at the length of those videos. And so I've outranked channels that have been around for a lot longer, have way more subscribers than I probably will ever have. Um, and that, you know, the videos I've been sitting there for months and months and maybe even years. Um, and I think one of those, the, the pieces to that is the, the video. And even if people don't watch the entire video, let's say they watch half of it, that's still longer than the max length of the video in position one for that keyword. And so as your video, as your video gets traction, as Google start, as YouTube starts kind of testing it against that keyword and how people are searching for it and how people are interacting with your, your video and how long they stay, you know, how many comments, how many upvotes or downvotes, whatever the case may be, how many times people click in the, in the link in your description, you'll start kind of getting, gaining traction. And then before you know it, you're obviously your ranking start increasing, increasing, then it's harder to pull you down once you've been doing really well and you're doing better in terms of metrics compared to your competitors over time. And so I've had videos, I did a, a video years ago that actually was my first, I would say it was my first 
YouTube video that I tried to rank just, and it, the video was terrible. It was bad lighting and everything, but I did it specifically to see if I can rank it. And it was for like uh, how to build a freestanding pull-up bar. That was my, my keyword. And I remember I got to, I don't know if it's there anymore. I could probably search it, but I remember I got to position one after a couple of weeks. Um, and the, the, the position one video had 90,000 views at the time, had tons of subscribers, much more established channel. My video was long and I guess people were interacting with it better and better. And I think the only, I had only used like one tool. It was one of those older tools with like a bookmarking kind of tool. I built like 20 like uh, bookmarks to it or something like that. And I was number one in like Google for it. And it's, it was getting a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of views. And I'm like, I barely did anything with this thing. And uh, I, I caught on very early that the length of the, of the video is, is critical. That's one of the biggest, the biggest pieces. Again, because it ties back to from which is to show ads on videos. So gotcha. So this is, um, it's pretty interesting. I don't know if Paul's thinking the same thing, but we're, we're establishing a lot of parallels between a YouTube channel and a website. And, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting, obviously both owned by Google, if you want to use that as an example. Um, but you know, you're talking about like a channel and multiple videos and then the more you build up, it's like a website, you know, when you have the authority and you build a page, that page is going to have a higher likelihood of ranking, um, just because of the authority you've already garnered from, you know, just, you know, the website being built up over time. Um, and then you mentioned another one. Oh yeah. Like length of video. A lot of times also the length of content, you know, exactly. establishes you as the expert. So, you know, if someone is ranked number one with a 300 word article, they can be overtaken if someone can expand upon a, a subject or a topic more expertly than you, if they're writing 800, a thousand words, the only difference right now is, um, yeah, I love what you're saying about the ads. Like I didn't, I didn't really think about that because personally I don't do a ton of video SEO and that's where you're on, you know, talking about it. Um, but it's the opposite almost for the, for websites, I feel like. So, you know, you're watching a video, it's more opportunities for ads for a website. <laughs> the logic is the opposite because Google would want the bounce rate to be terrible. So you can go back to a search result and have another chance of clicking on an ad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, exactly. that one's interesting because that would be the only case for Google mm-hmm. saying we like websites with with high bounce rates because people are going to go back to searches and have another chance to click on an ad up, up above, click on the ad in maps. Yeah. Uh, if it's I, local. I think that, uh, that's one of those things where like, if it's a bad user experience, people will stop using the search engine and the websites they're linking to. Right. So it's like yeah. in their best interest to, uh, to have you come back to Google as much as possible. Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, the, like, like big picture, I mean, maybe like, you know, you know, looking at yeah, more. I mean, obviously if Google could have paid ads for everything, uh, they would do it, <laughs> They'd do it tomorrow. Um, there wouldn't be any organic rankings, but, uh, people just don't trust those ads still. Right. Yep. Uh, so, you know, YouTube's pretty sophisticated. Uh, one of the things that I've always believed was an important ranking factor for videos is actually saying, uh, the keywords that you're trying to target in the video. Um, and I've always had positive results. I mean, I guess I've never really made a, a YouTube video where we didn't do that. Uh, do you think that's like a major ranking factor? Um, and you're talking about saying the keywords, just to, just to confirm well, saying the well, keywords in the video. Well, yeah. yeah just, just to confirm what, what Paul's saying, and, and I'm glad you asked that question before I forgot. It's um, be, being that YouTube uh, automatically tries to transcribe everything as it mm-hmm. is. Right. When they see the keywords in it, there's technically whether it's on the front end or back in a transcription. And if they see the keyword over and over again, because you're saying it in the video, technically that could be a ranking factor. 
Uh, right, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they've been, they've been auto transcribing their stuff on the back end for a while. And of course you can choose whether or not to use it. Remember this was many years ago, but I remember I think there was a test someone did. In fact, that was kind of like a known thing. It's probably patched now, but in your transcription, you can upload it uh, to your video and then have your keywords in there a bunch more times, even though you're not saying it. And that would <laughs> that's actually something help that you, we, right? That's something we would do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never did it, but yeah, but yeah, I've never so did that. But uh, I remember Great. there was a couple people that I followed that they said that was a thing. I, I, that was a little too too spammy for me, but I thought it was hilarious at the time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It would, it would go something like when you were setting up your your pull up bar and your pull up bar. Uh, just consider what your pull up bar, pull up bar. And it's like, dude, there's no way that would sound normal. I'm assembling a pull up bar. I make sure the pull up bar is of the greatest pull up bar quality. I'm I'm uh, I'm a big I'm a big pull up bar pull up bar fan. <laughs> my name's Mike Pull Up Bar, and I'm Pull Up Bars. Um, <laughs> exactly. Oh, so, man. but when you make videos now, do you uh, say at least some of the keywords? like in it, you know, kind of let people know like what the, you know, what the video is going to be about. Um, I, my approach is a little bit different. I think more is a little bit, my, my, my approach is a little bit more organic, especially now since I'm more focused on uh, kind of personal development. I mean, I'm sure Google at this point is m much more uh, capable of, of telling what a video is about uh, now than it did years ago. Um, but I, I feel like it's not a huge thing to have to upload a transcription. I think that if you put all the other pieces in place that are a little bit more um, effective and necessary, you could probably get away without having to upload a transcription, but um, that's not something I typically do at the moment. And uh, I'm, I think I'm doing all right. <laughs> all right. Mm -hmm. right um, so when you do a video and maybe this is something that you did early on, um, I feel like you probably have like, good traction and you probably have subscribers and some followers at, at this point. Um, did you ever like uh, just get like link building packages or like views packages and like comment packages or things like that? And so, I don't know. I mean, even when I, even back then I, I felt like it was a, it was a risk. I think maybe once I had dabbled views, like, but, like, but then I realized that Google's obviously capable of reading through proxies and that sort of thing. And, and fake traffic and then that kind of went down downhill and it's, it's a well-known thing now not to buy views even back then i, I didn't want to do it because i kind of wanted my analytics to be accurate in a sense yeah but but i have messed around with like um like kind of like traffic rotators but like um there's like these these platforms that you just upload your your channel or your url to a video or something like that and it'll run uh, it's actually called a traffic exchange so people would install a particular software on their on their computer and there'd be a network of people that did that and they would all essentially enter their their channels or their videos that they're trying to rank. And then the computer on the back end would have its own browser or would utilize Chrome or whatnot in the background. And it would it would be an auto surf is what it's called. And you're using traffic exchange to do what's called auto surfing. And so on the back end, you're getting direct views to your video from actual computers, even though people are not actually seeing it, but the, the app is running on the background which I thought was pretty interesting, but I didn't see, I didn't see too much with that. And again, I didn't want to really mess around with my analytics too much. Um, so I did that for a little bit, but um, I've tried lots of <laughs> manipulation in terms of YouTube and YouTube and, uh, and SEO for sure. That was just one of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I definitely have <laughs> done that. I definitely um, did that many, too. Many, many, many <laughs> times. Uh, still do. Uh, and uh, it works well for me. But uh, yeah, you know, when you get packages, uh, like I always start out with like embeds because I feel mm -hmm. like embeds are important are an important ranking factor. And it's essentially like link building uh, for your video. So I usually get a package of those and like X amount of views and then X amount of uh, comments and, and like likes and some downlikes because it looks unnatural and I have downlikes at all. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I've, uh, I've used that to, to it's usually just kind of like a Kickstarter, right? To get, to get it rolling, to get, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. get you in the top like five of what the keywords are you're, you're trying to rank for. Um, and I've, uh, I've done that a few times. I think the, the one that I had the most success with has about 170,000 views right now, um, nice. over like a three year period of time though. So it, it took a while to get to that. Um, and then I, I always like try to embed a, a video and like a corresponding blog post, uh, on like a website that will, you know, drive some, some traffic to it and, and views of that video as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's interesting. I think, I think it's good to like not have to worry about doing any of that. Obviously it's, there's a cost involved in it and it's like, you know, definitely sketchy. I'm not, I'm not sure it'll always work anyways. Um, you know, sometimes you have a bad, uh, vendor that doesn't really do a good job of that. And that stuff kind of gets like figured out pretty quickly. Um, sometimes you have people that do a better job at it. So, um, but, uh, that's, that's interesting that, that you don't really, you don't really worry about that kind of stuff now. I mean, I, I definitely agree with the embeds. That's been a thing for, for a while. Um, a good um, tactic as well is to, you can create like a, like a web 2.0 kind of network using a IFTTT and you can, you can pay someone to mm -hmm. do this and you can get like aged authority kind of um, profiles and um, have someone build out the IFTTT network and just have it run every time you, you maybe you can have it uh, with an RSS feed if you post it to your website it'll it'll pump it to the rest of the uh the network and then that'll be your embed network right there that used to be a thing um i don't know if you guys know about him uh his name is joe troyer i used to follow him quite a bit um i'm actually still on his, his email list and he had to come out with a with a, a service called only wire and it was doing exactly that uh huge network of net uh, 2.0s uh tumblers all that stuff and then um time all together and then it would it would be essentially a syndication network, and uh, I know this was years back he was doing really, um, and I, I'm sure embeds are a big factor. Um, it just depends on how you want to go about it. But um, I do I do have a a network an IFTT network, but I use it for some other side projects, some some handyman sites I'm working on now. Yeah, I, th I think we've only mentioned that the IFTT T is it three or three T's right? <laughs> Two. Um, and, and yeah, that's just like said, I don't think we mentioned it too many times for our listeners. It's um, pretty much like saying a bunch of rules. So it's like, if this happens on this place with this account, do this on these places. Um, Zapier, Zapier um, does something similar. Um, just costs money. I don't think the IFTTT does. Yeah, you um, guys call it IFTT. I've always called it IFT. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I guess I'm... I'm the, I call I'm, it IFTTTTT. So we all have our, our different ways of saying it. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's some premium stuff in if this, then that. Um, yeah. as, it's, as it's called, if, if you're just learning about it for the first time, uh, giddy up because there's a lot of cool stuff you can do to automate yeah. any of your processes for free. And it's not just like marketing or 
SEO. It's, it's like, like emails. Really like automation your, for your, your life. Day to day. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, I run, um, you know, apps for my Alexa to like my smart devices. So they're connected and I can tell my Alexa to turn things on or off. Um, you know, there's like a million things you like, if you want an email sent to you, sent to a text, uh, to you as a text, like you can run it through that. Um, so it's, it's a really, really cool tool for the most part. It's free. Um, so definitely check it out. I mean, we don't make any money off of that as an affiliate. Um, don't make any money. Yeah, right. what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I was going to try to plug, I was going to plug uh, rev.com earlier just because not, not even to plug it. We don't have any affiliation, but as far as transcriptions, I've been really happy. Yeah. Them. So if you're, if you're listening, you work with rev, you know, reach out to us. Of course. Oh yeah. That is pretty cool. Yeah. They're not paying us any money either, but they do a really good job. Yeah, uh, we've been but also if them. you're listening and you want us to promote something that you'll give it to us for free. Hey, we can be bought. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> don't even start. This is, this is the 48th episode and all of a sudden Paul is a new leap all of a sudden. Trying to be SEO famous. All right. Uh, okay. So I, I have a question. Let's, uh, I'm not going down there. I have a question for Dennis. So, um, I've, n- I've never claimed to be like a video SEO expert. I'm pretty much strictly like SEO organic website search results kind of stuff. Um, but working in house, I did do quite a bit of video SEO and the extent of it was kind of just hiring vendors as you, as you imagine. But there is one platform called Video Geyser that was really, really interesting because it worked so well. Um, we're talking six years ago, but I don't know how much it applies mm-hmm. today. But basically, it's taking a video you create on YouTube and basically like repurposing it to an extent and then posting it on Daily Motion and Meta Cafe and Vimeo and other places like that and then linking back to the original YouTube. But they're all specifically like Web 2.0 for video. How much mm-hmm. do you know about that? Um, those kinds of like video syndications does that still exist today um yeah i mean it's still a thing it's very it's almost like embeds it's like instead of it being like a web 2.0 network with tumblers and all that other kind of bloggers and that stuff it's with uh video channels and that's still a thing there are packages out there that you can buy that'll have where people will syndicate it to to different platform video platforms and um tons of stuff it's, it's almost like it's almost like bookmarking essentially and i used to, i did that uh, a while back um with some different software stuff I, that that app that you mentioned actually sounds familiar but i used to use a lot of like uh magic submitter and bookmarking demon i, I love the man, names i used yep. to have that. magic submitter yeah <laughs> that one was a, a good one for a while man i had tons of like black hat subscription stuff and uh those were the the day that's how i started but then i realized man life is too short to be messing around with all these programs and proxies and trying to it, it was it was crazy and it also really uh, drains your bank account yeah <laughs> yeah they're, they're not like super cheap but but one thing no. i want to mention about it that's like kind of interesting i don't know how much like people think about this now so the purpose of it wasn't necessarily like bookmarking it wasn't really embeds necessarily the purpose of it really was like um taking your original video on youtube and trying to make that like a, the authority and what they would do is they take that video and they kind of repurpose it. So it seemed as if it was like a reaction video. That's exactly the word I'm looking for. It was almost like a reaction mm-hmm. video that said like, okay, I'm going to talk about this topic, but the original topic is this YouTube video. And so what happened was video guys would essentially take it and then like kind of manipulate it where it seemed like kind of unique, but it was acting as a reaction video. Like here's the original topic and here's my reaction video but it's kind of same video and links to it and that just only further um kind of solidifies the authority of that original video so do people still like have reaction video campaigns because that's what what made them work back then 
I mean, I don't know if so, as far as campaigns, I mean, but uh, there are tons of people doing reaction videos. There are channels that are specifically just for reaction videos. And I'm sure that has to pump a whole bunch of uh, authority um, to the original video. Exactly. exactly. Channels that just mm-hmm. have, that have lots of subscribers, lots of authority. And you have, you know, 70 different people linking back to your original video that has to have some effect, like 100%. Yeah. So, so it's like, wouldn't you think that social influencers are, are like a big deal nowadays? It doesn't yeah. matter if it's Facebook, Instagram, do people kind of leverage that? Like, Hey, you reaching out to a social, social influencer. I have like a very, I don't want to say money friendly, but I have a video I can monetize very heavily. This is a subject matter that it, the traffic would be qualified. I can make a lot of money. Would someone like go out and do like social influencer campaign, like create a, a reaction video to pump this up? I mean, I've never personally done that, but I have thought about doing that. And I think that's a, like a great idea, not only with like video or anything, like you could, you could use that for anything. Cause essentially everyone's channel that they're, they're an influencer. It's essentially an, an advertising platform within itself. And you can say, okay, this is, it's almost like an email list or like a solo ad, except it's just an influencer. that's going to post their stuff on wherever, whatever channels they have. And I have thought about that in terms of almost like a paid, like a paid, traffic kind of thing where you say okay here's 200 bucks uh you know post this on instagram or make a video there are um it's weird because when you're an an seo you're trying to manipulate stuff and trying to gain traction and and monetize stuff and rank videos and websites but the actual like seo influencers i've known of some that what they'll do is they'll come out with a new like a new piece of content or something and they'll do a webinar or something or or they have a huge email list and just by them having a, um, a following or a huge email list, they get to get hundreds of thousands of, of visits in a very short amount of time, actual real visitors interacting with their site and that page or that video, whatever the case may be. And they're actually utilizing um, real traffic, real people to rank their videos because, of course, Google's watching that stuff. So there's almost a compounding effect that as you build up in, over time, you can utilize your actual followers as your method of SEO. So you no longer have to man- manipulate anything or buy links or social signals or any of that stuff. You can say, okay, here's, hey, 50,000 people that just came out with a new, a new video, go watch it. And boom, you have you know, 10,000 views in a couple of days. And then you, you know, your channel shoots up and all that stuff. And there's, which is, it's, it's interesting. It's the way to do it. But of course, it takes time to get to that point. But in the, in the meantime, you could utilize other, other influencers, of course. So if you had to give like a top five things, maybe there's like way more than that. Uh, but for someone listening out there and they want to get into doing, you know, YouTube, uh, they want to they get into rankings for it. What would be like your, your top five things to make sure that you got to do before you start? Top five, I would say make sure you're doing a longer video. Um, all my, all my videos are pretty long. And so that's, that gets kind of checked off naturally, but that's one of the things you definitely want to look at. Um, I try to get, and this is, this is a big one here. I try to get, if I'm really targeting a specific keyword, I I'll try to get it twice in the title once in the beginning and then anywhere else it, naturally, of course, it has to look natural. And I like to use pipes. I like, I put a pipe in my title to mm-hmm. almost almost like a variation of the of the first title but that's my way of getting the keyword in twice if if i want to target probably like two or three different keywords or maybe four in with the same video what i'll do is 
I'll type in synonyms. So this has worked very well. Um, I had done one, I did a review on a little um, BMW uh, kind of logo light that comes like a welcome light that comes down under the door and it kind of sh shines on the, on the ground. And I noticed that the, the other videos that were ranking for it, they reference that light differently. One of some people will say shadow light, others will say welcome light. And uh, let me see here, I actually have it pulled, pulled up. Uh, some people say logo light. So I would use those different words in the title as well, so that no matter what people type in, I would come up for those. And then also I think uh, Google looks at that and says these, these words are all related. And I think that kind of gives you, uh, if not, you can target variations. And then your keyword research would kind of determine that you would look at your competitors and see what, what other terms are using that you could integrate into your title. So I actually want to mention this because I've known, I've, I've noticed this in my own experience. So if you have a video that gets watched and has like good traction, good engagement, and it's ranking well, by having the, that page on your website, let's say you embed your video on a page on your website, by having that in the description, it almost like boosts that page as well in, in organic search. And I don't know if it's just by having a link there or if people are actually, or, or it's because people are actually clicking on the link in the description, but I've, I've noticed a correlation between a well-ranking video that gets decent traffic and the pertinent page on my website that has that video embedded on it. And I've have a couple of videos where that's the case. And I'm like, huh. And I've, I've watched it and like my video will be, maybe the first in videos on page one of, of Google and also on YouTube. And then my, my, my site would also be right under it or something like that. And so they kind of, they kind of hold hands together. So if the video does well, the page does well. So if you do have a page with that, that video is embedded uh, link to it in the description, 100%, uh, you're going to get a benefit from that. Um, another tip would be to upload a thumbnail that's captivating uh, a lot of people have caught on before this kind of like a, a new thing, but now everything is basically clickbait, but it's because it works and Google obviously looks at how often people click on your, on your video and they determine the click through rate and all that stuff, but take a thumb, create a thumbnail or take a thumbnail from the video. I name my thumbnails the same title of the video. So when I upload it, Google has that as the title of the video and my keywords are in there as well. And so I operate from the standpoint that if Google is looking at it, they're leveraging it and considering it in their algorithm. The video title before you upload it to YouTube should be the title that it's going to be on YouTube itself. And so everything, everything has the same, the same title, the thumbnail, the video when, once it's uploaded, but before you upload it, name it the, the title of the video. So your keywords are in there too. So Google looks at that as well. That's, that's a little great. traditional SEO optimization there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I love the parallels. Welcome, yeah. welcome to our world. No, that's, that's great <laughs> stuff. Um, always be see. optimizing. Always, always. Uh, let me see here. Um, one thing I also do is I enter in, um, and more people know it now. Also, this is something a little bit, probably like two years ago, is a little bit less known. But I also enter um, the keywords that I enter as a tags for the video, I use those as hashtags at the bottom of the video, the uh, description all the way at the bottom. Hmm. And so I'll enter four or five different keywords, but they're all one word and with the hashtag symbol in front. And so that ends up showing 
at the top of your title. If you go to a video, you can see tons of people already doing it. And so that's what makes it clickable. And if you have it all as one word, no spaces between the words, right? And then it's, it, you'll see the, the, the line of different hashtags at the top of that video. I, I find that it also helps in terms of um, optimization. And again, if Google's taking that, that format and then putting it as a hashtag at the top of your title on your video, it's for a reason. And so I think they also consider, I use the same, the same keywords. I use those as a hashtag at the bottom of, of the description. Um, before it used to be like, it used to be very well known to just have like a list of your keywords, which is kind of spammy. And so the way around that is to just select a handful of them and make them hashtags so that they populate at the top of your title and they're clickable as essentially hashtags would be. I don't well. even remotely know that one. See, I'm, I'm out of the game. I just, I'm in my own world. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I learned that one a while back. Yeah, if we maybe we can get like a link so we can see more of like an example of that because I'm sure like I, right now even for me it's like a little bit hard to wrap my head around it. So I'd be interested to look at it. Uh, it's not as bad as that episode where we described some stuff that you did in Google Analytics. <laughs> oh no, no, we had we had an episode where we were describing how to like build a website, which is like completely visual, but it's uh, that got worked out. A lot of downloads, buddy. We uh, got a lot. I, downloaded I guess episodes. We were, it was the most downloaded, least listened to episode of all time. So, got it. Thanks um, to my mom, probably for so, making those downloads. And, uh, the gra- and the grandmas. I actually have one last question. I know that we're running, we're running a bit. But background, Paul knows this because we used to record at my place in Orlando. But um, I love video game playthroughs. Mm. Yeah, those are popular. Those are very popular. They're popular. <laughs> Not talking about. I don't watch like PewDiePie. Yeah. Um, even though I know that he's got it really, really going, but yeah. um, I've been watching some people, you know, I, I'm in this probably the same boat as a lot of people. Um, I don't own consoles. I don't really have the time to play like a full uh, video game, but I really like, you know, watching people play games, especially survival horrors, your like, Resident Evil and Silent Hill, stuff like that. Gotcha. So the way that they do it is very unique because these games are long and mm-hmm. you know, they're six, eight, 20, 30 hours. So some people will just do like the maximum length. And then some people are more calculated and the people that are more calculated about how they like time, how long the videos are, are the ones that have the most subscribers and the most views. So the way that they do it is typically the intro video, like the part one, because they have to be in parts. Part one is like an hour. And then every preceding part is like 30 minutes. Do you know what, why they maybe do it that particular way? See, that's interesting. Um, honestly, I'm not, I'm not sure. And I don't know if there's a, a particular benefit to that. They're probably at the point where, I mean, assuming it's a channel that's established, matter for them if they have like a strong subscriber base. It would, it would essentially, in my, my theory, would be sort of the same thing. But I don't know why they would select to cut up a video a specific way. I don't know if there's any, any, any like ranking factors around that. Uh, of course, we've already touched on a longer video being better, but I mean, these are people, that's a very niche type of thing. So for people to sit there and watch someone play a game, they're probably on there for a long time. So I'd imagine in that, that niche, it probably doesn't matter how they cut up the video, but I don't know if there's a benefit to, to, to chopping it up that way, to be honest. The only thing I can think of is like it, it gives a different thread for like comments. It gives like a different take on engagement. So, you know, if you do every half an hour, then like someone has a top comment for like the top thing that happened in that window. And then maybe it like adds to how people feel like they're going to be heard as far as engagement goes. Do you think that might be in the site possibility? Um, yeah. I mean, the other thing is also 
there's a, I would I would say there's also a benefit to having let's say if you're taking a a, a, a video of a game that's let's say let's just say five hours and instead of uploading that one five hour game you take that one game that that video and you chop it up into three or four videos now in terms of the build out of your channel you have people watching more of your videos so now I think that's a, also sends a better signal in terms of you have a lot more videos that people are engaging with, which I think sends a signal to, to YouTube. Um, I would imagine that YouTube looks at like a ratio of like engagement to your video. So if you have 50 videos and have a lot of engagement, I think signal to Google than having, you know, hundred videos and, and 10 of your videos do good in terms of the overall channel. I would imagine they would factor that in. Um, so that, in that case, I think there's a benefit if you if you have a strong following to chop up your videos more because you have more videos with a lot more engagement. I think that would probably actually factor in now that I think about it. Yeah, and I have just one last takeaway for that. For me, because I do watch a lot of them, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I should be ashamed of it. It's just you know, it's a it's a pastime. I don't know. I used to game a lot more, but to me, when I watch a video, I ex I am at this point I expect there to be an ad when it opens, and I get kind of annoyed if it happens in the middle so if you if you chop it up and every single time it opens with like an ad and the ad can be 10 seconds it can actually be a minute minute and a half but it's almost like you expect it so when every time you're chopping it up and it opens an ad you're just like yeah that's just how it is almost at this point from from like where i'm at whereas Mm -hmm. like you're in the middle watching the video and then it happens at the 15 minute mark you're like that's kind of annoying that that, i mean that also plays into it maybe they they're pretty smart and they're obviously making money off of youtube so they figure maybe more videos more more opportunity for ads mm-hmm. probably, it probably equates to more ad, ad revenue that way yeah because the way i look at it so if i was watching eight 10 minute videos and each one opened with an ad i'd be okay but if i watched uh like an 80 minute video and it had eight ads during it i'd be annoyed i just yeah. that's just how i would be i just <laughs> yeah. would it's just different it's like psychological it is because you haven't you're not invested in it yet so it's less annoying you haven't started watching the video because so it's different once you're watching the video and something cuts you off it is it's much more annoying yeah so that might be one way to look at it cool i'm I'm all set <laughs> so the, that one have one small last tip that i want to include on uh, just to wrap it up and so every time you upload a video youtube will they give you like a short a shortened version of your of your video the url and so i always side of um, well, so it's almost like the video is linking to, to itself. Um, and that, that I learned that one years ago from some people that were doing YouTube SEO and he said to do that. So I've, I've done that ever since. Um, and I, I also want, I also take the full title. So what I'll do is the full that I have in YouTube of the video. If you go to any video, you can obviously see the YouTube title. I grab that title and I put that line of my description. So the first line is the title of the video. I always include a description of at least like 100 words. And then also the tags and all that stuff that we talked about. And maybe a link to the website if you have a website to link to. But that's always a key to I always add my, my, my title of the video, the full title, as a first line in the description. And... And that's almost a way of getting your keywords in your in your description, which Google does look at as well. Um, they do look at keywords in descriptions, which is why people were stuffing it in the past. So, uh, but it's more of a natural way to do it. But um, in terms of the tags, I mean, you can look up one of my videos if you were to type in like fixed BMW blower motor. I mean, tons of videos now have it where you can see there's the tags are clickable um, right above the uh, the title. 
they're like kind of highlighted in blue, like a blue link. But if you have in like fixed BMW blower motor, I think I'm number three for that for my my address. My IP shouldn't matter, but and that's under Leverage Lifestyle, the channel. Um, and then you can click on that and you can see the little tags on top in case someone was wondering what is, what I was talking about or kind of wanted a visual reference. But um, but I think that's that's pretty much it. If you do if you put all those pieces together, you have a good chance of of gaining traction and as your videos get posted on the kind of the right hand side your related videos and stuff it'll it'll gain traction but the most important thing is to actually give a quality video creative quality content quality content obviously is important we have, we've all known that but it doesn't matter how long you make it if the video sucks they're going to jump off yeah you should you're you're better off doing something you're actually passionate about too we were yeah. talking about that with like niche websites and like e-commerce like yeah, don't just do what might sell. Do something that you actually, you're going to want to write about it. You're going to want to do a video about it. You're going to, like, actually research it. It should be a passion project, too, or else yeah, it's going to make, or else you're not going to really want to do it. <laughs> like, really, let's be honest. Yeah, and it'll come off in the video as well. Like, people know when you're actually trying to help them with stuff, and you naturally include the things that people are thinking about because you were in that position. So, from my reviews, I, I get a lot of a lot of comments and stuff and a lot of thumbs up because people are like, Oh my God, thank you so much for the video. And it's cool. I have like hundreds of people that say that. And it's like, that's awesome that I did a, a whatever, whatever video that I knew people would benefit from because I, I, I had a, an issue that I solved. And so, you know, people all day long, if maybe my affiliate link will break and they'll comment and say, Hey, can you reupload a, a, a link? It's not, you know, it's not, uh, it's not working. And so they're, they'll let you know, like, hey, I want to buy from you, but your link isn't working. And so I've had to change it several times. And you can, you can gauge that too. So if you're doing like affiliate stuff and you're using Amazon in this case, um, and I imagine any platform will let you see how many times your, 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 your links get clicked. But I can, I can gauge as well in my Amazon dashboard. I probably get like 500 clicks in, on the links in my descriptions. So that's a big deal to have people watch a video and then go to your description and click on link. And I think Google also looks at that as well in terms of engagement. But that tells me, you know, people are actually getting value from the video. If they're clicking on a product link that they know is a, an affiliate link, you know. And so it all comes down to having a quality video. As we end this, um, do you have any um, good resources? Um, resources, resources, resources. I haven't done like YouTube courses in a while. I've bought several in the past. And so I just kind of do my own thing with it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's none right now that person or follow that person for youtube um i think that there's not that many things you can do mentioned that are really going to be like key factors that are going to be like blow things off the uh, kind of out of the, the top unless you're doing a lot of black hat type of stuff which i don't think is like the the way to approach a new channel if you're trying to build your channel um optimization is the, is the biggest thing and then like google do what it does and which is gauge interaction with your videos. Uh, other than that, you could buy links. You could do embeds if you want to do the off page stuff. Um, outside of that, I would probably only do like natural, like um, uh, syndication, put it on your social channels or maybe reach out to an influencer and say, Hey, I just did a review on this or I did a video. I think this would go great in your channel and see if you could work something out. Natural is always better because that's long-term. That's always going to be the long-term play. Um, and I got into this whole thing, trying to game the system that gets tiring and it's not sustainable probably. And so if you're looking for a sustainable way, do the things that I mentioned, and then also just do some embeds, do some link building and just syndicate your stuff on other people's channels on your own channels. And like Google just 
take your video and, and take it to the top. I think that would be the best, the best uh, advice I can give rather than telling people to just buy five YouTube courses that are going to tell you the same thing. All right. Um, do you want to, uh, do you want to tell anyone uh, where to visit you on the web? <laughs> uh, sure. I mean, uh, you can visit me at denniscamillo.com. Uh, all my social channels are there. Uh, my personal development content is there as well. And I'm um, kind of getting into more of the internet marketing stuff in terms of creating content. So I have a couple, a couple articles there, WordPress stuff and WordPress security. If you want to check that out, some plugins that I use, but those uh, updated as I find out new, new tricks that I think would be beneficial. And I have a couple in the pipeline now, actually. But uh, if you want to reach out, you can reach out there. I have a contact form as well. You can reach out um, to any of my, my social channels and I will, uh, I will reach out as soon as possible. All right. Well, Dennis, thanks so much for being on our show. We really appreciate it. And we hope all our listeners uh, can take something useful away from this. Uh, I know there were some pretty great tips in here. Um, So if you're looking to get into YouTube uh, SEO and and ranking on the second largest search engine in the world, which is YouTube, um, you know, hopefully you guys have some luck. And if you have any questions about the podcast, feel free to hit us up. Um, We're pretty quick to respond. You can uh, find us on Facebook. Just search SEOs Dead and Otherwise. Uh, You know, we usually get back within like a day or two. Uh, you can email us, email us at seosdeadandotherlies at gmail.com. Uh, or you can leave a message through our website that Ryan manages. No, I don't. Give weird spam <laughs> messages for. I'm, I pop in there to like upload a, a link to the next one. But I, I think that listeners don't really know what the website is. And that's seosdeadcast.com. It's managed by me, apparently. It's managed by Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. yeah, that's where you can see your professional uh, backgrounds via LinkedIn <laughs> if you're all, all interested in that too. And be sure to like, share, subscribe anywhere that, that you see our podcast. You know, uh, we're all in it for the likes <laughs> and the upvotes here. That's, that's um, true. A year, yeah, a, year, so, a year and five months later is still the case. Yeah, you know, we're, we're just trying to get on those, those top, you know, SEO podcast lists. You know, we got on one the other day. It was great. Now we, we, we got we to get more. And we um, didn't pay for it either. Yeah, we didn't pay for it. <laughs> Happened naturally. It's awesome. awesome. Um, I guess Google's right. If you make good content, it will build links. There you go. Um, <laughs> Way to go, anyways, Matt Cuts. Matt Cuts. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And this has been another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.